chapter 1. Job chapter 1. It's already quarter to seven. And uh, so that means that testimonies went so long and we have a business meeting tonight. Um, that means I either need to talk really fast or... Uh, <clears throat> um, uh, <clears throat> Thank you, guys. I appreciate you doing that. Job chapter 1. Last week, we talked about the awesome scene, what I called it, the the scene in heaven where God is on his throne and the angels are around him. And and, uh, then we talked about uh, Satan and his power and his position. And I made a statement last week, and I wanted to repeat it this week because it's it's important, and I, 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 I and I, I really it's important we get a hold of this this principle. <clears throat> what I said last week is the book of Job is more about the power and goodness of God than it is the power and the evilness of Satan. I, I did a little bit more research, and I came across a, a, a statement by a guy named Ron Stedman. He, this is what he wrote. Uh, <clears throat> we sometimes hear that this book of Job is uh, the record of a great battle between God and Satan, and, and that Job is caught in between. Now, <clears throat> though there are aspects of this in the book, uh, is this not a strange war? And I hadn't really kind of thought about it until I read this, and, I, and he makes perfect sense here, uh, in which one side must get permission from the other side to attack. What kind of battle is that? He goes on. He says, can you imagine a German commander during World War II stepping up to uh, General Patton, saluting him and saying, sir, sir uh, or Herr General, uh, we would like permission to bomb your troops and to destroy your tanks and wreck, wreck your plans. <laughs> he says, I'm sure General Patton's reply would would be unprintable. <laughs> if you know anything about Patton, I'm sure it would have been. And definitely, he goes on to say, and definitely not repeated from this pulpit. And yet, that is the situation you have in the book of Job. Satan comes to God and, and asks permission uh, to <clears throat> do something against Job. Now that is not a battle. It is not warfare. It is a test. That is what we need to see. Job's faith is the subject of a very rigorous test. Satan is the one who brings it about but God permits it. And I, I read, the, I read this, 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 this statement. I thought, wow, how, he encapsulates the entire book of Job in, in three short paragraphs. Because it is not a great battle between God and Satan with Job caught in the middle. That's not what it is. Let's read Job chapter 1, verses 6 to 12. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them and 
the Lord asked unto, uh, uh, said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro from the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a, a perfect and upright, upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And Satan answered uh, the Lord and said, Doth, doth uh, Job fear God for naught? Uh, hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed, uh, blessed the works of his hands and the substance uh, uh, is increased in the land. But put forth mine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon him uh, put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you again for this day and thank you for your love. And Lord, as we look at this incredible book, I ask that you would continue to work in our lives and show yourself strong in our lives and help us, dear God, to um, see your hand not only in the, in the life of Job, but in, in our lives as well. We're so very thankful and grateful for your love. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The title of my message this evening is The Battleground. The Battleground. Now, I, wanna, I got a question for you because this is really important. Where is the battleground? Is the battleground uh, Job's property? Is the battleground Job's family? Is it is the battleground in heaven? Or is it in Job's heart? The battleground is in the heart of Job. And, and that is it is so important we get a hold of that because this has everything to do about a man's faith. We will see in further studies that, uh, how all of this is going to play out, but... Uh, I want to look at very four important things that we just read uh, in those uh, six verses or, or seven verses, whatever it was. The, the, the very first one I want to talk about is the sovereignty of God. The, the, the sovereignty of God. Now, a few months back, we spent a lot of time talking about the sovereignty of God, so I'm not going to kick a dead horse here, but I want, I've got a couple of questions here. The first question is, who is the one sitting on the throne, God or Satan? God is. God is the one on the throne. Who is the one uh, that the angels are presenting themselves to? God. Who is the one that is trying to hide in the crowd? Satan is. And who had to get permission to go after Job? Satan. God is still on the throne. And no matter, no matter what is going on in your life, and I, and I believe this to be true in, in the life of Job, I believe the reason why Job was able to endure what he endured was because he knew in his heart that God was still on the throne. The sovereignty of God. It is absolutely key to who we are as believers. Look at verse 7. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? 
uh, <clears throat> or, or basically he says, where have you been? And, and get, what it, get, get what Satan says here. He says, and, and Satan answered the Lord and said, oh, from going to and fro uh, in the earth and from uh, walking up and down in it. What was Satan doing? He was looking to destroy. This that we see this verse in, in, in being played out in the New Testament in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, seek uh, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Paul also writes about it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. And be ye angry and sin not, lest let not the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. And we've talked about this many times. The word place here is the Greek word topos. What English word do we get that from that? Topography. So when he says don't give place, he's, he's talking about an, an actual place in your life. In 1940, German forces defeated the Allied forces by mobilizing, and and they they conquered France, Belgium, Luxembourg, and and the Netherlands in in a matter of weeks. But France, the the country of France, was particularly dependent on one defensive barrier that they had built in the 1930s. Anybody know what it's called? The Maginot Line. And it was supposed to be impenetrable. And you know what you know what Germany did? They went around it. <laughs> Incredibly simple. They just went around it. And within days, France fell. Germany identified a weakness and and exploited that weakness and took France. See, that's what Satan does. Satan walks around and he and he and he's seeking whom he may devour and he's he's looking for weaknesses or or we could put it this way, chinks in our armor. Are we not to put on the armor of God? And he's looking for little things, little little places in in your armor that he can gain access to. Think about this. I, I did some research. I came up, I, I, I found this to be absolutely fascinating. In the entire book of Job, the, the, the phrase, the Almighty, is, is come, appears in the, in the book of Job 31 times. In the entire book. 31 times, the Almighty is mentioned. Now, 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 that's not talking about the name, other names of God. That's just one phrase, one one phrase for God. Anybody have an idea how many times Satan's name is mentioned in the book of Job? Fourteen times. Fourteen times. But what I found interesting when I when I did the word search, Satan is only mentioned in the first two chapters. Think about that. I didn't think about it. How many chapters are in the book of Job? 42 chapters. 42 chapters. The Satan's only mentioned in the first two. The sovereignty of God. 
The next one I want to talk about is Satan's access. And this is one that is is a little bit surprising. Uh, so I've had I've had a few people mention to me how surprised they are that Satan has access to God. Yeah, well, he shouldn't, but <laughs> that's our opinion, okay? Uh, but the, 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 the fact is Satan has access to God. And what, one, what was one of the names that we talked about Satan last week? Didn't we say, we, didn't we find out in, in Revelation, uh, I think, was it in Revelation? Um, he's called the accuser. I forget which verse it is, but he is the accuser. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says, And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of Christ. And the, accu- and the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So what is Satan doing right now? He's in heaven accusing us before the throne. Every time I mess up, Satan sticks his finger down and says, He is not worthy. And you know what the answer to that is? I'm not. I'm not. And neither of any of us. And his accusations are true. But... Praise God for the next verse. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Victory in Jesus. And and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Romans chapter 8, verse 34. Who is he that commendeth? Uh, it is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. So this is the picture. God is at the th- on the throne. Christ is on his right hand. The sign of authority. Satan is standing there accusing us before the God of heaven. And, God, and Christ is saying, uh, you, you know what, God... Uh, I, 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 I paid the price for that. Isn't that a wonderful picture? The Satan has access. Warren Wiersbe wrote this. He said, Job knew what had happened, but he didn't know why it happened. Now, now get this, because, <laughs> man, I, 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 have, I am just enjoying so much studying for I, I I I'm only giving you a part of what I'm learning okay I, I it would I would we would be here for years if I was to teach you everything I'm learning <laughs> Job only knew what happened to him but he didn't know why it happened and that is the crux of the matter because the author allows us to visit the throne room of heaven and hear God and Satan speak, we know who caused the destruction and why he was allowed to cause it. But, now get this, if we did not have this insight, we would probably take the same approach as Job's friends and blame Job for the tragedy. How... 
And, and every one of us needs to say amen to that. The only reason, the only reason we can be critical of Job's friends is because we know the end of the story. They didn't. Number three, the accusation. <clears throat> we see in verses 9 to 11 the, the accusation that Satan is, is, uh, is lodging. And the accusation is that what basically what he's saying here is the only reason that Job uh, serves you is because you give him everything that he wants. Let's 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 read it. And, and Satan said, uh, uh, answered the Lord and and said, "Doth Job fear God for not?" He's like he's like, "Hast thou not made a, a hedge about him? You you've protected him, and about his house, and, and about all that he hath on every side. And thou hast blessed the work of, of his hands, and and his substance is increased in the land." So what is he saying? He's saying, so Job is nothing special. He's only, he's only serving you because what you've given him. Now let me ask you a question. Man looks on what? The outside. But God looks on what? The heart. See, man, we can only see what we, what we can see. But God knows the heart. And Satan here is making an accusation. But what I find interesting is that earlier, or, or, or excuse me, uh, in verse 8, we, fee, we see that God found no fault in Job. God found no fault in Job. Because God knew Job's heart. Satan's accusation was actually a roundabout way of accusing God of being unfair. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something, and please, please get this. In other words, Satan's accusations go to the heart of Job's worship. This is what this is what Job was saying. Or, or excuse me, this is what Satan was saying. Job only worships you because of lust. Think about that. And I sat back in my chair when that reality hit me. And I sat, I was sitting in my chair, and I thought, oh, my soul, why do I worship God? Do I worship God because I love Him or because I want stuff? Think about it. See, that is the accusation that he was making uh, toward God and to Job. The battleground is right here, right, right in the heart, the mind, our souls, our spirits. That's where the battleground is. 
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Job was able to stand against an, a bombardment from his friends. Incredible accusations from his wife. But he was able to stand. Why? Because God knew his heart was pure. And again, I, going back to what I said earlier, and I believe a big part of it is that Job knew that God was still on the throne. No matter what was going on around him, he knew that God was still in control. And then number four, very quickly, and we'll be done. Satan's touch. Look at verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. <clears throat> Only upon him put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. God's permission only came after God's challenge. Now, I don't know if you realize this or not, but look, at, look back at verse 8. Who, who challenges who? God challenged Satan. He says, he says, and the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? He'd been, he'd been going up and down looking for someone to destroy. And God says, Hey, you thought about Job? Now, 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 this is the way my pea brain works. If 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 I were Satan and God were to challenge me to a contest, you know what I would say? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Because you're going to win. But Satan swallows it hook, line, and sinker. Because he, because of pride, he thought he could outdo God. Phillips Brooks wrote this. And I, 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 I want to get this printed up somehow. I, uh, I love this quote. The purpose of life is the building of character through truth. The purpose of life is the building of character through truth. I hope that is a description of you tonight. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate to become to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among the brethren. The other day, I won't tell you who it is because it's not important, but I was talking to, excuse me, a, um, a, an older lady, and she asked me um, to explain to her about prayer. And I said, okay, what is it specifically you, you, you're, you're wanting to know? And she says, well, I don't think God's answering my prayers. And I said, okay, what are you praying for? And she said, patience. 
<laughs> and I, I wanted to say, don't do that. Don't, don't, I love you. Don't do that. You know. <laughs> but I took her to, to James chapter 1, verse 2, 2 to 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And I explained to her what that means is difficult situations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, and let patience have her perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and tired, wanting nothing. And, and she just kind of looked at me, and I said, basically what this says is that when you pray for patience, what God's going to do is bring difficult situations into your life to stretch you so that your patience will grow. She said, and then, then she said, well, I'm going to stop praying. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is this. Way too often, we pray for things in our lives. And when God starts to work in our lives, we drop and run. And we're going to be looking at a man named Job who didn't drop and run, who stood and fought. Now I want to I want to re reread the quote that I read just a moment ago from Phillips Brooks. The purpose of life is the building of character through truth. Now as we close, I want to I want to I want to close with a couple of thoughts. Number one, God is still on the throne. Let, let, let me say that again. God is still on the throne. All right, you can do better than that, okay? God is still on the throne. Amen. Amen. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> Satan will do everything he can to find your weakness. We can, we can build fortifications like the French did. And, and, and the, the, the Maginot line was impenetrable. But they never thought about the simple fact that you could just go around it. And sometimes we build these defenses in our lives and we think we're okay. And like I talked about this morning, never quit growing. Never quit growing. Never stop because Satan is seeking whom he may devour. And then, and then uh, what about this? What is your motivation? Is your motivation for worship, is it, is it love or is it lost? Or do you worship God to see what you can get out of it? or what you can put into it. God wants to do a work in your life. It's really pretty simple. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love and for